Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. It's me and Leslie today. Hey, girl. Hello, hello. Happy Wine Wednesday. How are you doing? <laughs> I am well. How are you? I am doing good. I am doing good. I I feel like there is an end to winter. Right. It's quite warm today. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good. It feels good. Now, are you a, are you a, um, do you prefer winter or do you prefer summer? Uh, neither. I prefer fall. Me too. I like I like scarves <laughs> and jean jackets and boots. That's oh, I love it. I love it. I don't Me like too. it too hot. I don't like it too cold. Just right in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I I could live between seventy five and eighty. Like if I could find that uh-huh. temperature all year long, I would Absolutely. be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I agree. Are have you recovered from um? The Megan and Oprah interview. Okay, girl. <laughs> okay. Can we talk about that? I had to bring it up. I had to oh, bring it up. Uh, oh, wait. Our special guest is laughing. I have to bring her in. Uh, Tammy Desiree, if you guys want to hi. chime in, please do. Hey. Hi. <laughs> Did you guys watch the interview? Yes. So Des- Desiree, since you are our guest, I will let you go first. Mm. What are your thoughts? What's the t- what is the t- oh just my ge- my general thoughts? I have so much respect for Megan and Harry for protecting their family. Mm-hmm. I think that they've they've experienced something that they, we're getting a peek into some serious, you know, some serious stuff going on there and the race related issues. I think a lot of women of color can relate to that with our children. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I feel where she's coming from. I, and I, I see a lot of people that don't understand that component of it, but that's really, they don't, they own, they don't understand what part of it, why they left or the, um, wh- exactly why they left, why Megan felt like she needed to protect her family. Wow. And, and, um, some people just don't believe that it um, happened, that it, that it happened. Or I've seen some people saying, Hey, you know, she signed up for that. Right. Yeah. I, I heard that a lot. I, I'm sorry, but you, you don't sign up for your child to be targeted and left yeah. out, you know, fed to the wolves though. No, like it, 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 I think this is an example where it's so obvious that it's not obvious to people. Right. Like it's so obvious that there was a double standard where okay, now the little brown baby, and let's be, let's be honest, right? Okay. How brown was this baby really going to be? Girl. <laughs> the whole conversation. Girl, French <laughs> vanilla, if, if anything, but that right, baby right. wasn't okay. going to be brown. <laughs> but, but let's just, you know, I don't know what their concern was. That, there's gonna a whole... come, out, come out like Samuel L. Jackson. Come on now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But now... Now he doesn't get a title. He doesn't. He doesn't get security. That that was a blower for me. Me me too. Like you gonna put your baby out there? And I don't know if you guys have seen some coverage of Black British people responding to all of this. They have lost it. 
they are so fed up and they're calling out the queen, which is making a lot of white folks very, very angry. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. um, because they were they're pretty much like what grandmother would treat their grandchild like this. The end. There is nothing that you can say to me that will make me feel better about the queen or any other royal family. Nothing at all. Yeah. And, and then the fact that, that there are other people in the royal family who they have the same type of gig that they were asking for, not to be an official royal, but we'll show up, we'll do events, da 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 da, da. live in royal housing, okay, really expensive public housing, and get they get a stipend, but that's not okay for them. Right. That's what I did not understand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't either. And they were even going as far as changing the law or changing. It's not even a law. It's just a convention, I guess, changing Mm -hmm. the rules so that the queen's grandson, Archie, would not have a title and would not have protection. That's I don't. It's too much. That's my little one. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, it's too much. And I just watched um, United States versus Billie Holiday. And then I watched this interview right after that i was just like i'm that's just pissed much. off it's way too, too much. much i was like i'm just pissed off i need i need a break from everything mm-hmm. yes yes it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot of attack on, on black women especially and it's yeah whoo i was so angry this weekend so i have to um maybe i should watch coming to america again um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was that was a great piece of this last weekend it was. It definitely yeah. was. Um, yeah. You know, like I know I've seen a lot of mixed reviews about it. Uh, you know, I didn't mind it. It was nostalgic. It it, it made me appreciate the first one a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I, I found nothing wrong with it. It was fun. It was cute. It was fine. It was fine. And you know what? I don't I don't know what people expect with the sequel. Right. Like, why do we always expect the sequel to outdo the first one? That rarely happens. And this is 30 yeah. years later. I thought it's it was tough. the whole, yeah. you know, the pieces that they pulled into it and the jokes from before. I right. thought that was really cute. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I thought it was just as funny when they went to New York and they went to the barber shop and the, that yeah. whole cast. Yeah. All of that was still funny. <laughs> we were all waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and then we were wondering, when is sexual chocolate going to show up? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and when he did, he really did. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, Desiree, uh, welcome to the Swirl Suite. Thank you. Thank you. This is fun already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, please introduce yourself. Hi, I am Desiree Noisette. I am the founder and creator of Mermosa Wines, the official S- wines of boats, brunch, and beaches. Now that was a very short intro. We know really? you yeah, got a please. lot more going <laughs> on than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, you're the first black female winemaker in florida this is true that's a pretty big deal thank you that's a pretty please tell us how it started like how did you get because you're a trained lawyer yeah how how did you get into wine in the first place well i i jumped ship from practicing law at a big firm in 2012 uh i I try not to practice if i'm doing it it's on accident What, um, what type of law did you practice when I you... practiced construction law? It was a lot mm. of fun. So this is like, you know, water intrusion. I represented a lot of developers, so they mm-hmm. would get sued and we'd go to inspections and I get to climb up on roofs and meet with experts. And that was a lot of fun. It wasn't just an office job. 
but I got tired of arguing or thinking about arguing. That was my job. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so in 2012, I decided I, I don't want to be arguing or thinking about arguing all the time. I left and started a swimwear store with a mission of helping women feel beautiful in their own bodies. So I, um, I got a really great location right on the bay in St. Pete, Florida, high tourist area, just really artsy, fun community. And my, I had great lighting. Uh, I learned how to fit women in swimwear. I was a swimwear fit expert and I taught, like trained my staff on that. And we had really big dressing rooms. And when women would come in, it would be like a mom with her daughter. And I'm talking about like a mom in her late forties comes in with her, you know, early twenties daughter, and then maybe their grandma comes in too. So these multi-generational ladies coming in, all of them feeling anxious about swimwear shopping, but they're there to support each other. And so I started popping bottles and serving wine to make it more like a party. And Jeez. it helped just hearing the sound of popping a bottle. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, yeah. what's, oh, it's party time. Yeah. So that part became fun. Um, but the wines that I, that I was serving, I was getting pre-mixed wines. They were just, um, they were too sweet. Mm. And I felt mm. like they weren't refreshing for our climate. And I, I knew there was, there's a better way. <laughs> and I had this idea that, you know, I could, I think I could create some wines that have a very specific flavor profile. They're um, using really wonderful grapes from Pacific Northwest. And then you know, add in for Mermosa, our wine, Mermosa wine style, I add in a little bit of orange and pineapple juice, um, just a little bit. So, um, so really Mermosa came about because I wasn't finding that flavor profile on the market and mm -hmm. there've just been line extensions ever since. So Mermosa's our only, um, you know, ready, ready to drink um, wine style. The rest are, are true wine, you know, true wines without fruit juices added or anything. So nice. it's been a wild ride to get to that point of making it. <laughs> and now what made you decide to um, put it in a can? Let's see, this was 2017 when I, when I first started really looking into it and you seen Underwood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they were, I, so I'm out in Oregon learning how to formulate wines. I go to the grocery store and I saw these Underwood cans in the grocery store. And I'm like, this is convenient. We have a big boating community. We go to the beach, there's pools. You're not allowed to have glass at the pool. Um, you really don't want to be carrying all that stuff. There's convenience factors. And I was like, this, this, there's something with convenience for this. I think it could really work well for certain applications. Now, if you're having a fine dining experience, you know, opening a can doesn't sound nearly as elegant as popping a bottle. And I, I feel like the, the auditory uh, sense, you know, you know, hearing it is a part of the experience too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I felt like cans would be a really perfect addition to our tropical climate. And it turns out that they're, they're great for many different applications, restaurants, festivals, airplanes, trains, they're, I call them portable paradise. <laughs> that's, that's cute. So you have, um, I love the, your family story and how that ties in. Can you share that with everyone? Oh, ab absolutely. So when I left my, my law job, I feel like I had this, um, 
audacity infused in my bones from my great grandmother from seven generations ago. Her name was Celestine Noisette. And she was a black Haitian woman. Uh, she grew up in the late 1700s in Haiti. And she fell in love with a white Frenchman. His name was Philippe, Philippe Noisette. They got married in Haiti. And then shortly after they moved to Charleston, South Carolina. And as you can probably imagine, the laws, the climate there was very different. Um, they required um, black folks that were not, you know, technically free people of color were, were slaves. And so in order to protect his family, Philippe had to claim Celestine and his kids as slaves with a fake bill of sale. So they wouldn't get sold off to another, uh, you know, to a plantation or something. So he creates this fake bill of sale and then he petitioned the state of South Carolina for freedom for Celestine and the kids. And it was this really beautiful love letter, this petition. And unfortunately the state of South Carolina denied it. They said, no. And so Philippe ended up going back to work and he became a gardener. He was really into botany. He became famous during the time for introducing a rose that's called the Noisette Rose. They still exist in Charleston to this day. If you ever go to the Performing Arts Center, there's actually a garden right outside of it, outside the Gilliard Center in South Carolina. And it's a Noisette Rose Memorial Garden. Um, so they're really, they're really special roses that flourish in tropical climates. Anyway, so when he passes away, he's got this will and he says to the executor, listen, when I die, sell all of my stuff, give the money to Celestine and then sneak her and the kids up to a Northern state where they can be free. And the executor says, sure, no problem. But Celestine, she's, she was amazing. She said, no, I'm not leaving. This is where our land is. This is where my business is. And it's not like today where you can just pick up and leave. She would have right. literally been sneaking out of the state with yeah. a bag of money, not the safest thing. And um, so anyway, she convinces the executor to create a legal structure that allows her and the kids to remain in Charleston as free people of color. And then eventually the kids, they do win their full emancipation. And so it's, it's a really amazing documented love story. We have all the documents. My, my cousin Peggy put together this, this book and we do family reunions in Charleston every other year. And um, oh, man, just pass awesome. down, we pass down this story from generation to generation and it's really a, a beautiful thing. So I feel like every sip of Mimosa has, has some of that fire and some of her passion. Mm -hmm. That is, that is, that's just an amazing story. An amazing like love story <laughs> and made for lifetime TV. <laughs> so, right, and it's, it's great because a lot of people don't know their history or yeah. their ancestors. They can only go back to maybe a couple of generations and the fact that you can go back that far and in, in part of your inspiration for your brand is, She's it our is mermaid. lovely. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. She's that yeah, logo you awesome. see. That's our mermaid. That sea that's around the mermaid. Uh, that's yeah, yeah, Celestine yeah. swimming free in her sea. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, we, we are really fortunate because um, you know, most African American folks weren't allowed to have things, weren't allowed to own property, couldn't just take papers and documents with them. Um, sure. And obviously my, my family has had that advantage. Um, but one of the things that's also really helped is, is some public records that are available. 
and geneo genealogical research with 23andMe and Ancestry.com has connected folks as well. And have you guys heard of this International African American Museum and that's going into Charleston? No. Oh my goodness, you need to look it up. It's IAAMmuseum.org. They raised a hundred million dollars. It's actually my cousin was the CEO during the fundraising portion, raised a hundred million dollars to build it. It's being built right now on the spot where slaves came to Charleston. Wow. And as wow. part of this museum, it celebrates contributions of African-Americans to America. And it also has a center for family research. So folks that don't have a cousin Peggy to put all these documents together mm -hmm. can go in there and get <laughs> genealogical research and support. Um, you know, they have a database that they've been building of all these birth records, death records, military records, census documents, you know, things from Ellis Island, all of that kind of stuff. So it's, it's mm -hmm. really amazing. I support that with, with our, um, you know, brand and everything. We, we, we are members and we give, give money back to them. I just think it's amazing. That is amazing because it's so difficult to find. Yes, it is. It is. I know because my family only goes back maybe a generation over my grandmother before then. And if you look at my grandmother, she almost looks white. And you knew, you knew something was going on, right? you know, mm -hmm. but, uh, but nobody knows the story. Nobody knows the history. So one day we'll have to like gather all the data and try to find it. It's yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and they have, even if you go online now, they've got resources. So they'll help you start. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really special when, when you've found folks like in other countries that you're related to. I've got mm. cousins in France now that I communicate with. I got one in, one in Rome, some folks in Haiti. It's just wow. it's amazing. So tell us about each of your wines. Okay. I would love to. So which one do you guys have in front of you right now? The rosé? So no, I am drinking the bubbles, oh. Mermosa bubbles. Oh, Mermosa bubbles. Okay. Yes. So this one is the one that got me into the wine game. I think I talked about it a little bit earlier. So um, that one uses Pinot Gris, Chardonnay blend. And then I add a little bit of real orange and pineapple juice right before filtration. I did about, I got a winery license in Florida when I was formulating that. And I did about 300 taste tests with people coming in um, and would tweak the formula, see what they like, what they don't like. So what you're tasting is what people consider to be the perfect mimosa, not too sweet. Mm, yeah. It's only got four grams of sugar per serving. Uh, it's 78 calories a serving. So it's all low carb, low fat, no fat, low sugar. Um, and then we've got Celestine Rosé. So Celestine has her own rose now, her <laughs> rosé. And it's a Pinot Noir, Pinot Gris blend. It's an, an Oregon wine. And then we've got Merseco. This is our Blanc de Blancs. It's a, That's the one I have. I have that Ah, uh, Okay, great. So yeah. you've got mm -hmm. the Pinot Gris Chard, Chard blend. And that one is... Um, it's got less than a gram of sugar. It's 13% alcohol. Rosé is 13%. Mimosa is 8%. And like I said before, I, I primarily um, source from the Pacific Northwest, from Oregon and, and Washington State. And then my winery, my winery partners out in, um, in Oregon and Willamette Valley. So that's where everything is made. Is that, the, is that why you pick the Pinot Gris? Because you, you don't find that often in bubbles. Is that the reason why? That's, that's part of it. It also just, it was more fruit forward and it balanced, it really complemented the orange and pineapple juice for the Mermosa. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I also, with the Merseco, 
I really wanted to be cognizant of having a wine that was, that was dry, but didn't feel dry. Mm. So the Pinot Gris, I think balances out the, um, with the Chard, it's just, it's just the right blend. Did you try a lot of grapes to figure out what combination works the best? (laughs) Oh yes. Oh yes. We did. We tried Rieslings. We tried Oaked Chardonnays, which was a disaster. Mm. (laughs) Total disaster. (laughs) Um, yeah, those were the top two that we, that we were working with. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of worked, worked our way to the Pinot Gris Chard, Chard blend. Where you're um, like low calories, no fat, I mean, close to no carbs. Was that intentional with making your product or just did no, it happen? On it accident? just happened. You know, it just I, happens. I didn't know what, I didn't know what, what would happen when I got the lab work back. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. But definitely the low sugar was, yeah. and yeah. I, I felt like the sugar content would, would affect the calorie content as well. So the sugar content was my number one concern. And so did you come out the gate with, um, you said you started with the Mermosa bubbles. Um, how long did it take you to develop um, the rest of the wines or were they all developed at the same time? Mermosa was developed first and then Merseco, but we ended up releasing them at the same time. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So gotcha. I worked on, I worked on Mermosa the, the hardest because I, that one was very tricky because it needed to be stable. We're using real fruit juice in there. Um, you know, I don't have, um, you know, anything else crazy in there. So it's, that was the one I really wanted to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Merseco ended up being a really um, natural compliment to have this, the sweeter wine and then the, the drier wine. So, and then Rosé, we didn't really Celestine Rosé until last year. Oh, so okay. A couple of years later. Mm-hmm. So from start to finish, when you first when did you first start developing it to it like made it in bottle and on the shelf? So I started late 2017 and it made it on the shelf late spring, 2018. That's awesome. Lightning fast. That is fast. Very fast. Yes. Wow. Mm. (laughs) And you have a baby. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I've got got two. I've got two. Oh my gosh. In fact, my, my first trip to Oregon to, I met with um, this, this wonderful winemaker named Joe Dobbs. He's the one who taught me how to do winemaking. That trip was my first like trip away from my children with my husband. Wow. Oh man. <laughs> so it was magical. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my babies and everything, but that was wonderful. <laughs> so will you stick with the sort of bubble um sparkling wine format or will you move into still and make um a red or a a still white you know i actually have a a really small run of um of 100 pinot noir lima valley pinot noir rosé and it's it's up on our website but we don't sell it to to retailers because there's just there's just not enough Mm -hmm. um so i do have one still wine and for now that's this is all I'm inspired to do at this moment. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you might see a Chenin Blanc for me. Mm, very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, um, I'm also, I'm really into Marichal Foch as well, which, and they do grow some in Oregon, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm just, I'm not ready. I'm not gotcha. ready. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, where can, um, where can everybody find your wine? Um, I'm not sure if it's on shelves anywhere outside of Florida. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, we're, so right now we're in 
Oregon, Washington State, Texas, Florida, uh, Massachusetts. Soon we will be in Georgia, South Carolina. Those are coming on online this spring for sure. We have a couple other states that we're, we're probably going to roll out in the next 60 days, but we're looking at getting compliance in all 50 states within the next 90 days or so. So I would expect you'll see us in a lot more states in six months. And we're in some, you know, bigger retailers like Total Wine and HEB in Texas and Central Market, mm -hmm. um, as well as a lot of indie, indie shops. I love my indie shops. That is really cool. I love the fact that you just, you just, you know, you stepped out there with bubbles, which yeah. is one of the harder things to make. Mm -hmm. You were like, whatever, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> it wasn't easy. It really, it is, and it still isn't. It still isn't. I mean, it, it requires a lot more um, technological mm -hmm. uh, alignment of the stars to mm -hmm. make it all, to make it all happen. Just even sourcing the materials is harder than yeah. if I were to just do steel wines in a regular right. I've yeah. got pressure to deal with. I've got, you know, corks have to be, um, you know, the right shape. Yeah. Not just mm -hmm. pressure, but it's also the right shape for the bottle. There's, there's so many pieces to it. Is your bottled, <laughs> is your bottled wine, um, is it aged at all in the bottle? Aged? No. Okay. Gotcha. No, no. I, I don't recommend aging our wines, mm -hmm. you know, open it and have some fun. Gotcha. Especially the cans. Cans don't, they're not made for aging. Yeah. No, that's not a vessel for aging. Drink those right away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So the next part of our show is just going to be a little fun. We're just going to throw out about five questions for you and you just tell us whatever comes to your mind. Okay. <laughs> Don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Yeah, there's no, there's no wrong. There's no wrong answers. Absolutely not. No. Okay. okay. What is your favorite body of water? There's this island in Puerto Rico called Vieques. Mm. And you take a ferry from um, right outside San Juan, about 45 minutes outside of San Juan from this place called Fajardo. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful ferry ride. And my husband and I, on our very first trip, we went, we took that ferry over to Vieques. And they have these beautiful beaches that feel like you're at a private beach. The water is so still mm -hmm. and it's just warm, beautiful, secluded. That's my favorite body of water. BIK's beaches. Leslie, you have a favorite body of water? You know, I was thinking about that. I mean, I've been on several Caribbean mm -hmm. vacations that are waterbound. Yeah. What I can say is my least favorite body of water is the Atlantic Ocean in Ocean City because water <laughs> should not be brown um, and you should be able to see your feet. Um, so I have to say that is my least favorite. I don't know how people get in that water. Um, but anything is in the Caribbean where I can stick my feet and, and see them and see things swimming around them. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who um she's from Bahamas. She she was just like, I'm sorry, you do not have a beach. There is no beach here. <laughs> and like when you come from Bahamas, it's like hey, I I can't even argue with you. I mean, compared to what you have, absolutely not. We don't it's have pristine. Oh, it's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I guess my favorite body of water would be like the Pacific Ocean, like uh, near Cancun. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was very pretty. It's just, I don't know, something very serene about that part. And then um, when I, the last time I was in Cancun, I was on a boat with a bunch of ladies at a retreat and they stopped um, at a, a good part of the ocean and we got to jump off the boat which was really nice. And it was, Ooh. yeah, it was a tall boat. So it was, oh, water was so warm. It was, it was great. It was great. So that was fun. Oh, that sounds, that sounds wonderful. That. Yeah. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I love too about the oceans is that th- the color of the water is different all over the world. And yeah. I just love how Hawaii it's all blue and then you go Caribbean and it's like this blue green. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. yeah it makes me yeah. want to go see all of the bodies. Of water. I miss water. Uh, yeah. I miss water a lot. I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen water in two years. That's, that's a problem. Were you a big traveler before all of this? I mean, not really. I went somewhere maybe once a year. I wasn't like mm-hmm. a huge traveler, like not like Linus, our, our other co-host who's in Jamaica mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nothing like her, but I at least went one, you know, one place once a year. Um, but yeah, I miss that. Is it, the, is it, is it being in the water or just the serenity of the water? Both both mm-hmm. but I love I don't even need to like swim or anything I can put my feet in the water and and be fine there's I um you know I often share that the Potomac is right behind my house mm-hmm. and especially in the beginning of COVID I would just like if there's a wooded trail and go and I would just sit and meditate and just mm-hmm. stare out into the water and it was yeah you know nobody was there it was I love the serenity of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds great. All right. Next question. All right. This is our money question. Uh If you received $9,000, what you, what would you do with it? (laughs) So just to give you you a a background, right. What did we start with five or 4,000? I don't even think we started that high. We might've started like one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Each week. She she ups the money oh, of how much okay. that we can get. So that's why I'm laughing because we're like we're up to nine thousand. Right. Okay. Yeah. So here's my my question: Is this money to me to Desiree, or is this to me as the president of Mermosa? Because this, this, oh, this is to you. Oh, to me. You. Mm-hmm. To me. Mm-hmm. Oh yep. my gosh. Um. Well, I know the responsible thing would be to save half of it. Mm. So I'm going to save half of it. And then the other 4,500, um, I think I would go on a trip when things open up. I would, yeah. I think I would um, rent an RV, like a really nice RV with my kids and take them to um, take them across the, I mean, I know 4,500 won't cover all of it, but take them across the country all the way to Oregon mm. and stay out there for a couple weeks at uh, the at the vineyard and just hang out and enjoy it and enjoy my time with my kids stop at some state parks national parks along the way that sounds wonderful to me oh that sounds really cute Leslie what about you um I think I I think you know I have not seen my extended family in a while Mm. and so um I think I would host a big family reunion for both sides of my family. Oh, and, so nice. And um, we could just 
you know, anybody, wherever you want to stay, we'll take mm-hmm. care of that. Too, da, da, da. Just, you know, come and we could just have a good big family group hug. Oh, I oh, love that. That's so nice. Yeah. That's great. I'm changing my answer. I'm doing that. <laughs> Gosh, well, my answer is going to be so self-involved since y'all are talking like family. Um, <laughs> Go for I'll, it. Still, I'll still say it. Okay. It. So with my $9,000, I am getting every hair product and skin product that I want in my bathroom. So like There's nothing with, wrong with that. With, no. <laughs> with COVID, I've I haven't really been obsessed with much, but yes, skin and hair. Yes. So like way things smell, the way things feel on my hands and my skin, I'm completely obsessed with right now. So mm-hmm. yes, yeah, so I would feel like um uh Crabtree and Elevin has a uh, uh, has this like um goat milk lotion. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, it smells so good. Anyway, so all the skin products all the beauty products that I want in the bathroom I'm getting, and I'm just going to stock it. It's just going to be stacks of everything that I want. Everything I need. It's going to be like MTV cribs when they open the refrigerator, <laughs> except that's going to be your bathroom. Exactly. All the, all the hair products. Exactly. Yep. And then that's there's this important. thing. I don't know if y'all have been on Instagram and seen this thing. Somebody is created. Um, it looks like a hairdryer, but it has like uh, nozzles at the end of it. And it shoots out steam and it's for your scalp. So you hold it all over your hair and it just steams your hair to death. And I was like, yeah, mm -hmm, we're adding that to the list too. That sounds sounds like you can use it for a facial too. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I like this. So I got the heat cap. Um, What kind? It's, um, it's, it's not the 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 contraption you sit. Well, I mean, you you put it on your head, but it's like you have to wrap your head in um, one of those plastic caps, and then you put the heat cap on. Uh huh. Does it come with the tube that connects to the cap? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, I have that one, and I have the overhead one, but I also have a um a, a cap that you microwave. And so, yeah, you throw it in the microwave for like a minute, or you put it in the freezer whatever your hair needs and then mm-hmm. you put it on your hair on your head it's, and it's like like a bonnet yeah I, I yes. have to try it because you know um you know when we used to get our hair done yeah they have <laughs> I, call it, I call it the um what's that what? I call it the they do this thing and it's like the hair crack that keeps you coming back hydration that hydration treatment man. yeah oh my god you you they put that hydration and then the heat, the steam on mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And you're like, I'm coming back every yeah. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what inspired that. me to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My next question. What is your favorite fish to eat? Salmon. Is it? It's yes. Okay. Yes. I like salmon with like a brown sugar mustard Ooh, on it, mm. a glaze, you know, glaze on it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, cedar plank salmon. Mm, that's that my jam. Really good. Mm. Yes. That's now I need to go make some. Thanks. Let's <laughs> 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 well, yeah. about you. I like, um, Brazine, Brazino. 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 Mm-hmm. That, that's I a love, good one. I love that one, but I, I don't try it at home. Okay. I, I get nervous about 
the whole bones situation. Mm. You can't get a fillet. They have a bag of it at Trader Joe's. Do they really? Uh huh. They have it. It's frozen, but um, yes, yeah, a bag of it. Oh, yeah, okay, I had it a gonna... few weeks ago. Of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> of course. What, what was I thinking? Yes, that is that is one of my favorites. <laughs> um, actually, I haven't had this fish in so long, but my favorite fish is orange ruffy. I haven't had that fish before. Yeah, it's it's meaty it's a, yet light. It's almost like crab meat. Ooh, ooh, yeah. I have I have not had it before. Yeah, it's it's very hard to find. I can never find it at um at the, our, our markets at our wharf or anything. But at some restaurants, a handful of restaurants will have it, and all they do is like add like maybe a little olive oil or butter, salt and pepper, and they broil it, and it's so oh gosh, it's ooh. so good. Orange really Ruffy. Orange Ruffy. Like rough. Orange Ruffy. Orange Ruffy. Uh-huh. I love crab. Yeah. I, I love mm-hmm. crab. So Orange Ruffy. Yeah. It's okay. good. So, so if you see it. From, yeah. Try it. Being from Florida. I'm sorry, Sarita. Oh, no, go ahead. Um, Desiree, so when you, I know this is a, one of Sarita's questions, but when you have um, crab, do you have blue crab, mm. king crab? Dungeness crab. What crab do you have? That's native to Florida. No, with, that you enjoy eating. Oh, that I enjoy. Okay, well, I, first of all, I like Maryland crab cakes. Yeah. When mm-hmm. when I'm eating crab, that's what I'm looking for. And I wouldn't say that Florida is known for crabs. Crabs. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't do crab legs. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. But I love. I love lump crab meat. So mm. whatever kind of crab that is, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> it's usually blue crab meat. Well, yeah, okay, the then that's what yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't, there aren't that many places here that, that make a good one. There is a, um, there is a restaurant in South St. Pete beach and in, in Pasagrill that the owners are from Baltimore. And so uh, they know, oh. they know what they're doing. It's yeah. like a, it's a Raven's bar. You know, they've oh, got some flags up everywhere. So I know I can get a good crab cake there. Yeah. But other than that, I'm, I'm not very confident. <laughs> I'm, I'm so being from this area, I'm so not confident in anybody's crab cake. I will never order it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you uh, got nah. to. <laughs> 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 okay. Next question. Um, name a food or beverage that you would need on a three- day boat charter so say you and your friends have a chartered boat for three days and you get all the bells and whistles what's the one thing that you are going to put at the top of the list for the team to get you I mean mimosa really? I wasn't kidding it's yeah the official the official line of boats brunch and beaches love I've it got, mm-hmm. I gotta have it it's perfect when you open a can it just feels like I would and I would take the cans because of the boat Gotcha. Well, I mean, how big is the boat? The, the no, it's a charter boat. It's a it's big a boat. Charter. It's a you're, charter. You're okay. spending the night for three days. Oh, we can have bottles and cans then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Leslie, what about you? Oh man, I I'm, I have to do a couple of things. Uh, please I, tell me. Uh, we would definitely have tequila. Yeah. Yeah, we would definitely have tequila. We would 
definitely have bubbles, like without without a doubt, we would have bubbles, and um, and we would have uh, some type of Russian vodka there. Mm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, if I'm on a boat for three days, I want you to serve me every seafood every shellfish that you can get your hands on oh so good. Mm-hmm. so give me clams oysters fish whatever fish that is it swims in that water right catch it and cook it like um crab like everything and and actually it, i forgot i probably asked this question before but whatever um wine comes from that region then i want it on a boat um Except if I'm in the Caribbean, then I probably have to bring my own wine. So we're just going to go with. Uh, what, would you, if you were in the Caribbean, would you do rum? You know, I'm not the biggest rum fan. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's definitely not my spirit of choice. Um, there is a winery in the islands. Is I it? Which, yeah, I forget which island it is, but there is, there is, is a good? winery. I haven't had it. <laughs> <laughs> have a nice website. <laughs> <laughs> I never do remember that. Oh my goodness. Why did you put her on last? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my answer. But I would do um just bottles of cava, crema. I really like Chenin Blanc and I like I really like Albarino with um with, with oh, shellfish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh and maybe a nice red, like maybe like a a, a bougie. Just keep it light. Mm-hmm. All right. So the last question is just for Desiree. Name a song that reminds you of your wines. Okay. I have I have two. Okay. On, like if I if I want some epic music, mm-hmm. then I think about um Alicia Keys, this girl is on the girls on oh, I'm not nice. gonna say this girl's mm-hmm. on fire. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> yeah. Um otherwise if if I want to we're starting a party. Yeah. Then Lizzo. I'm sorry, Lizzo. Uh huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which one? <laughs> feeling good as feeling good as hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great good song. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a good song. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, this was so fun. Yay. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you, Desiree, for joining us. We appreciate. This was so much fun. I I appreciate you having me on and talking about real things. Sure. Yeah. I wasn't what we do? Expecting all the all the um you know, current events, you know, I love it. We got to talk about it. Yeah. You know, (laughs) we're living it. (laughs) Um, Please tell everybody where they can follow you and find your wines. Please uh, follow me on Instagram at Mermosa wines. And our website is mermosa.com M E R M O S A. And uh, you can also Google us. We're the only ones. (laughs) (laughs) uh uh, one thing to share this friday is the last day to vote for the swirl suite for the taste awards we're nominated for two categories you can find the link in the description box right here on the podcast where you're listening or on our instagram page so vote for us that's it oh that was so easy to find i just looked it up right now i'm already (gasps) there Yay. Yay! No excuses, people. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. That is our show. Cheers. 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 <laughs>